What's up, everybody? It is Adam DePasqua of OMG That Meal. This is episode eight. Uh, super excited to have our next guest on. Um, but I do want to fill you in on a few things if you haven't been to the podcast before. Um, when you hear the pop sound, that is us signaling uh, to you that you should add that restaurant to your To Eat list. What is To Eat List? To Eat List is a restaurant app that allows you to remember the places you care about most and discover new restaurants from your friend. Uh, today is a very exciting day. Uh, we have um, Jamie Story. He's a skateboarder, designer. Um, he's worked with amazing brands such as, such as Supreme, which is dope, Nike, and Sony, to name a few. Um, and then just this year, he launched his uh, plant-based restaurant called Extra Market in LA. So welcome, Jamie. Appreciate you jumping on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Um, I'd love to just get started from the very beginning. Uh, which is what I often like to do with most of my guests. So I, I do want to just briefly touch base on your uh, on your skateboarding roots, because kind of where that got started. And um, I believe you went from Brooklyn to New York. Did the skateboarding route start in Brooklyn, or did it start uh, when you hit over to the to the West Coast? No, no, no. I grew up skateboarding in. Uh, I'm from New Jersey, and when we were oh, when right I was young, <clears throat> when I was young, we used to come into the city when I was like 13, and just skate around. So. Going into New York at an early age was really fun. I moved there when I finished high school and I lived in Brooklyn for around 17 years. That's awesome. And and obviously streetwear and skateboarding culture like drives fashion now. It, it, it hasn't always. Um, did you see the industry heading that way or was that something that, you know, that, that you, you know, when you became a designer um, and you started creating like your own brand or, or is that just something you wanted to make for the culture specifically? I mean, in New York, as, as us skating, we were super, you know, kind of attentive to what we wore and were really into like clothing and stylish stuff. So we would wear mm -hmm. brands like, it, it, we wouldn't wear skate clothes necessarily. We would be wearing more polo and North Face and stuff like that. So we were yeah. always into how, what we wore, you know, and a lot of it mm -hmm. ended up in even brands like Carhartt and stuff like that. While it looked good, it also was really good quality, you know, so yeah. we'd stand up to to skateboarding and stuff. So uh, when we were downtown, so we would go to get like cool different T-shirts and things like that and like limited things. So that started to develop in like the early 90s, late 80s. That's even. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and when, when, when did you kind of start getting into that, um, you know, in, into that arena with, you know, your own clothing, et cetera? Well, I always, I grew up drawing and, and doing art and graffiti and stuff like that. So I really got into sneakers in like the early nineties. And I started to want to, you know, draw and design sneakers. So I just did that. And then, that's um, awesome. I, I got sponsored and then I became a professional skater. So I wanted to design my own skateboard. So I started mm -hmm. learning how to like tippy toe around using a computer and design stuff. And then I went all in. I got a computer. I taught myself how to use the programs and started designing stuff for brands I skated for. Mm -hmm. And then eventually started working with other brands. And that that led me to starting my own brand, which was basically graphic T-shirts, hoodies, and hats. 
Mm -hmm. It was like much simpler. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, being such a uh, a fan of shoes, uh, what's your all time favorite favorite sneaker? Uh oh, <clears throat> and that's uh -oh. a tough one. Tough. <laughs> There's like certain like let's say casual would be like an Air Force One. Okay. Tech Tech would be like an Air Max ninety five, and then uh, Jordan five. Okay. I had to say top right three. I had to say top yes. three. Yes. Yeah, I, I was just asked this question recently myself. Uh, and I, I mean, every day I still rock Vans, uh, but uh, yeah, the Air Max. I, I go Air Max 97. Um, Air, Air Trainer yeah. threes. And uh, yeah. you know, shout out to, you know, Timberland's Vasque, you know. Yeah, variety, the broken Varieties, shoe. yes. <laughs> well, cool, man. Um, so obviously we, we, we kind of touched on the skateboarding and, and design aspect of your life. Um, bring me to a little bit like how the, you know, the, the restaurant idea came into play. Um, obviously, you know, for, for those of you listening, you know, we touch base. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a plant-based restaurant um, centered around, you know, burgers and sides. Uh, you know, wh where did that start? Um, how did that, uh, how did that all come together? Well, it's kind of like three levels. I grew up working in food and cooking in restaurants. Uh, and then I became vegan and vegetarian for like 13 years. And in that time frame, I was felt, why wasn't there like a vegetarian McDonald's or something mm -hmm. that's like easy to transition or maybe for people who eat meat to say, oh, you know, I'm not scared of that because it's vegan, you know? So yeah, when... I got into design and creative and fashion and was always a food person. And then when I, I had my son and moved out here about 12 years ago, I really got into cooking and, and developing my own recipes. And we would have guests over and that led to us doing this project. That's awesome. How, how long did, uh, you know, this, this kind of come to fruition from, from start to beginning. I mean, was, was burger something that you were always interested in or, or was it something that, you know, you know, you kind of crafted for a few years and, and tried out at home? Like, um, what did that process look like? Yeah. I went over the past years, I've just tried to like dial in a specific recipe. So at like one point in time, I spent like five or six months just doing burgers and trying to like really like dial them in. Yeah. So I was really hesitant about opening a restaurant as a just a restaurant because mm -hmm. if you do that, like you're never gonna see me. It's beyond full-time work. So yeah, we're able to get this sure. we're able to get this location, we're able to fuse kind of like what I do now and and the food aspect. So that kind of gave us the opportunity to say, look, we want to make it a simple, almost easy to execute menu, mm -hmm. but it has to be a high quality. And then when we, when we said we were gonna make it, when I wanted to do it plant-based, you know, it was just kind of like working to dial in the execution of the recipes. So I worked on it for like the burger itself for like a year with my son, Benjamin. 
because he's he was 11 at the time and he's not going to lie mm-hmm. you know he's going to he's going to yeah. say no, this <laughs> this doesn't work you know so yeah the, the, the ch- ch- uh, kids are like the best taste testers oh uh, yeah he's, he's my <laughs> he's my associate uh nothing yeah. nothing gets onto the menu without him that's really really cool and and just jump back a little bit for those who don't know you had mentioned that it's it's not just a restaurant. So what, what else is, is uh, if you could just give us a little bit more of a background of, of you know, what else your location has on site? So it's basically a cafe, a market, and a gallery space. So in the, in the, we call it the cafe, and that's where we have the burgers, the fries, salad sides. Then we have the market component where we carry like pressed juices. We have our salads there. We have uh vegan desserts from nowhere bakery which are amazing we have our friend monty's sauce we carry uncle paulie's baguettes and it's just fun to like incorporate some of my friend's stuff and have that there and then also be able to offer like ginger shots and pressed juices so we have a healthy component which goes yeah you know it's the exact opposite you know you'd never think someone would get chili cheese fries and a ginger shot, but they do. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's really, really cool. I and like the collaborative gallery, effort. In the backspace, we have like a gallery component where we're gonna work with artists and brands and do pop-ups and events and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah, and and to that point, um, you know, your your less your restaurant uh, launched right around you know, when, when everything started happening with, with, with the pandemic. Yeah. So, um, give us a, a little bit of a background on, on, on that experience. Like, you know, obviously you didn't decide to open a restaurant in January and it opened in March. I know this is probably like a, you know, an ongoing thing months planned in advance. So, you know, as, as we're, as you're coming up to, uh, to, you know, around your opening, like, you know, what was that like? And then, you know, what did it turn into for, for you and your team? Uh, you know, once you were able to, you know, get deliveries out because, you know, obviously you, you had mentioned before about having something turnkey and just in the, the past podcast that I did um, uh, with Michael Chernow, you just talked about, you know, how, how that's imp- so important now. And, you know, that was something you were prepping for in advance uh, without even knowing things would, would go this route. So you'd love to love to hear a little bit of, of how that was for your team, you know, coming into March and then, you know, where you're at now. Well, when we when we got the space, which was about a year and a half ago, we we knew what we wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to have uh, heavy kitchen staff, heavy waiters and waitresses, plates, dishes, all that stuff. We had known that it was going to be plant based and it was going to be takeout. So we were dry, and we wanted to keep the menu small and simple. And then mm-hmm. every month we're going to offer a different special. So when we got the space. Uh, we had to convert the hood to a grease hood, which is a big operation. We had to obviously go through everything with all the city and the health department and all that stuff. And while we were doing that, and it's it's a tedious process, while we're doing that, it starts to, you know, take a little longer than we expected. Then it comes January. And then we start, yeah. you start to hear about this thing that's happening. So it starts to get like sketchy. Yeah. And, and, and and my timing and everything that happened was just like unbelievable. So for example, when, if you get a hood installed, you have to go through like seven different inspections with different agencies and the fire department and everything like that. We had our final 
hood inspection scheduled for March 15th, which was the day they shut down the city. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. The day. So then we, after that, we get it, we get approved and then we get, get our approval from the health department and we're getting prepared to open. We're, we're dialing in, we're hiring and stuff like that. And the day we're going to open, uh, they were set to open for retail was the day of the protests, which were, I don't know if you, you saw how crazy it was in LA or the people Massive. Were listening. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it was pretty much the, the, the main point of the entire weekend of the protest where it was like the worst was in front of my space and in my neighbor, in our neighborhood, like within the surrounding blocks, there was, yeah. you know, dozens of cop cars lit on fire. It was just scary to say the least. Mm -hmm. And we got, got a knock on wood. Yeah. We, it was very lucky that we didn't, you know, a lot of businesses were not as lucky and it's, it's tough time. You know, mm -hmm. the block is still pretty much shut down. They just shut us down again yesterday uh, for like stay at home order. So it's challenging. No, absolutely, and uh, and you're not are are you're not able to fulfill the the outgoing orders from your location? Oh, we can we can do takeout, okay, cool, and people can order on Postmates and through the app and come pick it up or whatever, and people in the neighborhood. But um, it's still like, you know, the, there's no not really foot traffic, so we're just mm -hmm. hoping on word of mouth and people coming back and ordering again. Absolutely. So if you're in LA or you're watching extra market order, we'll have the link and everything with, uh, for everything, uh, regarding this podcast once it gets released. So, um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, obviously you came from uh, a restaurant background. You're obviously into food. Um, so the name of the show is OMG that meal. And, um, the reason we like to, to have that, that phrasing is, um, we, we love to talk with our, our, our guests about, places they've gone, you know, the places they love um, around their city and beyond. Um, so an OMG that meal moment is basically just a meal that's easily remembered, the last meal that you've had from a specific restaurant. Uh, I always say it like leaves a void in your life. Um, so um, when was the last time, whether it be takeout or a place that you actually did get to visit where you had that experience? Where was that location? Well, that's always New York, you know? So if I go to New York, I have to hit you know, the, the few spots that are just, well, I, I do eat cheese. So mm -hmm. I eat, I miss, <laughs> I miss the pizza. There's Totono's yeah. out in Brooklyn, which is like top, it has to be the top. And, but then there's also Joe's Pizza, Bleecker Street. Mm -hmm. um, out here, you know, uh, Uncle Paulie's, Bottega Louie. There's some great, great places. Yeah, so sec, I've actually, I just saw something on Uncle Polly's recently uh, and it looks fantastic. And it actually looks like something from up north and I didn't even know something like that existed in, in uh, LA. It well, those awesome. are, they're, from, they're from Queens. So they moved out of here, they're making New there York sandwiches. So they have the best, <laughs> they got the best bread and uh, it makes for a good, good visit. Yeah, it looks awesome. Well, cool, man. They, uh, also, they also have a lot of good plant-based options. So check it out. We're actually going to do yep. a collaboration with them uh, mm -hmm. next month, which is going to be the meatball sub. 
So should be should be a good time. That's legit. All right, man. We're we're to the the portion of our podcast where we do our ten quick fire questions. So we'll run through tech, ten questions, um, and, and they'll have uh, ten quick responses. And this will go over, like I said, your career as well as places that you love in LA, etc. So um, let's start from the top. So how long did it take uh, for you to go from concept uh, to actually opening the restaurant? Uh, a year and a half. Year and a half. Awesome. Uh, what's your go-to order at Extra Market? Uh, the single, and okay, and a lot of people order. I'd say the most of our orders are someone will get a burger and a salad, which is, which is great. You know, I think they order Absolutely. the burger and then they get the little guilt. <laughs> but it's plant-based. It's all good. Uh, I also saw the I uh, saw those Fritos on your menu, which uh, look pretty epic. <laughs> Frito pie. Yep. It's exciting. Um, uh, is there a dish in LA that you don't think gets enough love? Um, that's tough to say. Yeah, we know from a popularity standpoint, everybody talks about In-N-Out and then also tacos, uh, anything else that people are missing yeah, out on? Yeah, I mean... I would say in and out gets a lot of love. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they, get, they have plenty of love. Yeah. Um, there's, I'll have to, let me think about that one. All right, we'll come back. Um, how many skateboards have you broken? <laughs> Couldn't calculate. Hundreds. No number on that? Hundreds. <laughs> and we're skateboarding accident? Uh, broke my foot. Not great. No. How long did that keep you out? Uh, about four months. Dang. Um, favorite I don't, I don't recommend clothing... <laughs> Favorite art or clothing collab you've been a part of? I mean, uh... Or you can say one of your favorites, one of your favorites. I mean, collaborating with... with any of my friends is always feels great, you know, um, doing, mm -hmm. I got to design, uh, with my, with our friends at DQM, uh, yeah. our own Adidas. So that was probably no like, way. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that shop. Um, your favorite restaurant in LA. Bottega Louie. Okay. Um, what is the next in industry, the skate and the streetwear impact next? Skate, skate and streetwear impact next. What, what was the, the beginning? Yeah, what is the next industry, skate and streetwear impact next? Mm, I don't know, I mean. It's taken over so much. It's gonna be, in, it's in the Olympics now, so it's kind of like a different, like for somehow like a, a skaters, in my generation, mm -hmm. feel that like, you know, a, a lot of them feel like, you know, if it's going too mainstream, it's like not what it was. Yeah, but sure. it's almost like you you should embrace it and and mm -hmm. enjoy where you came from and your roots. Yeah, but, you know, getting a bigger audience and it becoming you know like a almost more of a sport. 
and accepted. It's almost like mm -hmm. everything we dreamed of, like we were getting chased by police and ran after by security guards and, you know, yeah. we're considered vandals and criminals, but we're just trying to have fun. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, next place in LA that you want to try, whether it be takeout or when we can actually visit places again, next restaurant, uh, Taco Vega. Okay. All right. So we're going to jump back to, uh, to, to our, our, the one that we missed. One LA dish that doesn't get enough love. What do you think? Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go to, and I forget the name of the place, but on third, I'm not kidding. No, no on worries. Third, the, the, the corner of Third Street and La Cienica, across the street from the Beverly Center, there's a falafel that is okay. hands down the best falafel in LA. We're gonna need to get that. We're gonna, gonna need to, to get that name. Off the Google. <laughs> Yeah, Google it. We're gonna we're gonna need to get that once it's over. Um, all right, man. You can put, our... put it like a little graphic. Yeah, we'll put a we'll put something here, uh, you know, post production, and and let you guys know what that is. So, hey, man, I I've so appreciated your time um, and just getting to to know a little bit more about you and and your journey here, uh, you know, to the to the food space. Um, but love to give you give you a chance to plug, you know, what what you got going on, especially to. Uh, anybody who may be in LA or potentially visiting LA next year. So this is your time to, to plug anything you got, man. I just got to thank everyone who supported and helped along the way with this project. Uh, Regina, Benjamin, everybody else. Uh, thank you. And come by, try a burger. Yeah, let's do it. Extra Market, LA, order to go if you're at home. Uh, you know, make this known. Make this, make this the uh, the the uh, the dish that doesn't get enough love. Let's give it, let's give it the love. So, <laughs> thank you guys so much again for for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast, uh, feel free to rate it, give it a five stars, subscribe, uh, share it with a friend, especially this episode. Share it with a friend in LA, um, and and support your your local restaurants, designers, artists, etc. Um, and we appreciate it. We'll be back with another episode. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, it's Adam DePasqua, host of this podcast and founder of the To Eat List app. Do me a favor. Stop adding restaurants to your notes app. Download the To Eat List app and add all the restaurants you want to try and your favorites to your To Eat List. It's a food guide curated by you. Invite your friends to the platform and follow each other for food recommendations. Simply put, it's a simple app for food lovers. Go get it.